Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we decided to make this here episode a drinking game. <laughs> so, Jesus. So anytime we say anything negative at all, you're going to hear this sound. That sound means that we're going to take a drink, and we really hope you drink along with us at home. So pour yourselves a glass. Grab our D20 and roll a constitution check on the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, cheers, cheers. <laughs> Come on, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Honestly, I can't wait to re-listen to that joke on my playback tomorrow yeah. morning. Yeah, and then you'll look up what it actually means. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, was say, I might need you to explain a little bit of that. Uh, well, somebody out there is going to be really appreciative. That's right, people. Today, we're talking about the new film Dungeons and Dragons, The Fellowship of the Helmet. We're talking about it here today on the podcast. <laughs> mm. Yeah, seriously. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... Very excited. Honor Among Thieves, $71 million opening weekend projection. It's still Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll go up. Maybe it'll go down. Projected, or sorry, assumed estimated production budget, 150 This won the box office. I think it's going to stay in the big format for another week. I don't think, no, somebody, somebody, is it Mario that's bumping it next week? Mario probably is. Guys, these probably, fucking, these yeah. video game, I know video game movies are not new. There's television shows right now. We just had Last of Us. We had Halo last year. We have, you know, going back to Doom and Tomb Raider and hey, and um, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Three times. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, you have all the Mario movies, including coming out next week. Guys, I saw Tetris, too. I'll tell you about it at the end of this movie. Dude, what are, what are they doing, though? Really? They've already made the perfect Mario movie. Oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like they actually... got it. They got it right in the nineties. Bob Hoskins. No one will ever top it. Nobody. Uh, money. It's, make so, money, money. it's so rare now. You can't even get it in the US. Yeah, we didn't mention Sonic. Um, yes, and we all watched that in childhood in our childhood growing up. But you know the IP. You know they want to make their money off of it. Also, what if they were like, let's make the Italian Palmer not Italian? <laughs> well, that's removing a racial stereotype. Ooh, they've done right. they've done the right thing. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. We'll see what the audience thinks on that one. All right. Yeah. So if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. We drink beer and we talk about movies. We try to keep it positive. Pretty simple. At the end of the episode, we'll tell you what we've been watching in our segment, what you've been watching, to see if uh, you agree with any of our recommendations of the week. Right now, we're going to get through some gripes, some things going on, some catching up. So if you want to get to the movie review, you can skip ahead a little bit. We're going to try to keep it spoiler-free for a couple minutes, maybe 10 or so. So we just tell you what we think, what we feel. And then we'll get into the specifics in our open-ended conversation after that. Any news before we get into our gripes, you two? Nope. No big news. Should we talk about our sponsors? We still have sponsors, right? We should we should mention them. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, one, of, one of our sponsors uh, is on the Patreon of someone else's podcast. But... That's right. That's true. <laughs> he loves we got, we got a sweet. We have to start uh, our, the opportunity for him to even be our on our sponsor Patreon. has given more money. Never mind. I shouldn't say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no it's true all right Amen, he's giving Mark. us our music for free we love that okay go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah uh you may know him as the artist dasein providing all the music on this episode and every single episode that's dasein d-a-s-e-i-n you can find their music for free available on all the major music platforms go there download it enjoy yourself and we haven't mentioned him in a while but our beer the proverbial beer that used to be sent to us that is no longer in our hands. <laughs> Sorry, but Carlos. We still like to think about it and remember it. Uh, Carlos Barozzo is our beer sponsor. You can find that man on Instagram at cbarozzo. 
dot beer. Check the show notes for the link. He, he did get us very drunk when we started, so you know. It, it, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I met him during also, COVID. Also, our unofficial sponsor, the uh, the Matt and Mark movie show, who <laughs> you were also sponsored had, by the Matt and Mark movie show. Had, had a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun with us on April Fool's Day this year. No one has given us more promotion outside of our own social media. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even paid for more, more than us yeah. on their show. <laughs> yeah, way more than we have. Yeah, <laughs> Matt and Mark, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so check, check their Instagram if you want to see what they did on April Fool's Day. What special favors can we do so that they can take over our Instagram for like a month? That would be really great, actually. <laughs> Sexual, immediately. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. it's all on the table. Just like that uh, fire festival guy that met. Anyway. Right, well, can you, can you get it off the table? Because that's in your camera shot. What's in my oh. camera shot? Oh, get out of here. You... <laughs> oh, I already oh, picked dang. the beer out. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to get in our gripes so that we can get talking about this here movie? Sure. All right, Dave, you got sure. a gripe? Not really, no. Um, I, I I went to AMC Times Square again this year, uh, this week, and <laughs> I had a pretty good screening. Keep going back. Well, I gave them one <laughs> more like, shot. This was I'm their, never going back. This was their last chance. This was, a, this was their last, last chance. Dave, you said last week you were making it official <laughs> that you were never going back. <laughs> it's just so easy to get to from my house. That is funny. Um, so you had a good I, really I will say one thing. Okay, quickly, just quickly, for AMC yeah, there you go. Times it Square. Like you had something. Um, <laughs> can you please fix your shit? Because I'm sick of walking out of the theater to tell you the pre-show hasn't kicked in. It's like 15 minutes past the showtime start and none of the pre-show has kicked in. The projector's sitting there blank. Wow. All of a sudden it comes on like Wait. halfway through a trailer. What? Yeah. That shit's that supposed to start automatically. It doesn't. <laughs> and it's been doing it. For, it's been doing it for weeks. And right at the end, of, also right at the end of Nicole, man, it, she turns to the camera and she'd be here because here they are, and it just drops out. The audio just drops Wait. out completely, consistently every week. You didn't see the trailers? No, we got we we kicked in at the end of the Wes Anderson trailer. Uh, Dave, you're you're about to get some people sued right now. We got to promote this on TikTok. This is where we get our followers. AMC. <laughs> these yeah. people are paying you. They skipped half wow, the pre-show. Um, and this is not the first. We go time. for free do, because do these ads. Photo, remember that photo I posted a couple of weeks ago where it was just a mouse pointer in the middle of the fucking screen? Yeah, yeah. that was, that was AMC Times Square. Like <laughs> something is wrong with their their dog. Like, oh, I've gone over. I've just gone over. It's <laughs> that one was funny Dude, though. That's that crazy. One, that one, Empire specifically, the, the theater that Dave's talking about, never seems to have enough employees there. It's so big, but there are like floors of concessions in there. You know, I know there's always at least one concession stand, like a secondary one that's empty in every movie theater, but this one just always seems like there's no way the 10 people I've seen can run this like six story <laughs> building like efficiently. In Times Square on 42nd yeah. Street. Yeah. That's crazy. I have a little AMC. Don't count this as my gray. Let me just jump on for a second. Have you guys been experiencing the lack of comprehension of which side of the number your seat is actually, like which seat is actually your seat? People think it's to the right and then a whole row will have to like shift when somebody comes late or has that, that's happened to me I like have... every single screening wow. for the past couple of months. I've had people come a little bit late, just like I do, you know, not seeing all the trailers and then they, they have to force everyone to like get up and move, and then there's a fight about whether you're supposed to sit to the left or the right of the number. All right, it's a, it's a simple concept. People, the first row, first seat in the row has the number on the correct side. Good point. They skip it. Obviously, they skip it, and they get to the middle, and they just yeah. see it, and they think, "Yeah, this has got to be me." I don't know. I mean, like, like, see, I always go to Dolby, so at least with Dolby, um, they have it on both armrests. Yes, they're both Not numbers, on ours, dude. 
Yeah, oh, wow. Dolby, we, we got ours, both dude. numbers on both armrests at yeah, Dolby. They probably, yeah, I think I I've noticed it. Dude, they probably got sick in New York as getting in punch-ups, so they fixed it over here. Honestly, dude, I've seen some fights go down where people, you know, people come in late yeah. and they, they're like, no, these are my fucking seats, get out of the way. And they're like, we're sitting already, dude, get up. Yeah. The movie started. I mean, when we had on Marcus on note, for Scream, he told the same story. They had gotten a fight at the back. Yeah, yeah, it has definitely happened. I had to sit in the wrong seat today because there were two people who were they were convinced they were in the right seat. Yeah. It didn't really I, matter. I, I, but I, I, sat like, the, I sat in the wrong seat yesterday as well. Yeah. It's like, just so you know, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> very On a lighter, much lighter note, there was a very excited group of people for the Nicole segment, a couple <laughs> rows behind me. And they were oh, like, good. yeah, you know, screaming. And they were like, you Did know. You the full one? Was it the full one? Yeah, we got the full one. Uh, what's her last line? What's because her last line? Because here they are. They are. They are. They were like, right before she did it, they were like, they are. They like all screamed it together, and then as soon as it was over, one of them yelled out, "Who is she?" <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. All right, that's good. Johnny, so, I have right. a tiny grape. Okay, go ahead. it's not. I'm just going to point it out because I thought it was very interesting. Hit me. One of the consider this episode's touched on. I'm sure there's anybody's been reading and following the AI stuff. There is now a large letter that is written by a bunch of uh, tech officials, some tech heads of major companies, <laughs> some academics. They love basically, They are basically just saying, this is not to the government. This is just to the community. They're basically saying for the ethics, for the morals, for the sake of where we're at, we've proved that we could go further. Please press pause until we can all work with the government to figure out some parameters, legal restrictions, or, you know, regulations otherwise because it could easily just get really slippery so i found that really interesting and i i feel like uh i am team pause i think mm. we need a year or so for us to actually do this as urgently as possible or the world is about to change yeah i know very i know they did eyes. they did invent something uh recently that you can put on your artwork when you release it, when you post it online you can run it through this thing and it basically stops uh them feeding it to an ai to train it so it can't it can't mm. read the file or whatever, um, and that I mean that's mm. a good idea. But yeah, you're right. It was it's it's getting out. It like I mean with any new technology, it explodes and everyone starts using it, and then suddenly people go, oh, what nefarious can I use this for? Guys, yeah. I said it a couple of weeks ago. Please watch the John Oliver episode about this. And it's it's actually not the main story, but he mentions when they have the bot go on Twitter and they've given it no information. It just mm. says be absorb everything oh, yeah, around yeah. you and create a personality. <laughs> and it went from I love cat cats and mittens to you know what Hitler might have been right within 24 hours. Like literally, it, yep. it is forcing you to do that. This guy. And- no, sorry, sorry, there you're done. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say that um, I was listening to podcasters who used to be in DC uh, recently, and they said that um, I didn't realize this, but it's actually their, the legal strategy of these tech companies is to come into Congress, and they always look miserable and they always look shaken up, but their job, their number one job is prove to Congress that they don't know anything about this, so they leave you alone. Also, for anyone oh, yeah. who tuned in right sure. at the moment when Jeff said uh, Hitler might have been right, that was in reference to a longer conversation. Please go back and listen to the whole thing. Hitler's a dick. <laughs> yes, to be clear. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, sure. What, a, what an intense caveat. Uh, yeah. Uh, this story I listened to, if anyone wants to listen to it and consider this, opens with a man who was an academic, and I think he teaches at... Um, What's that school that uh, Warden, that our ex-president, who will be uh, arraigned yes. next week, be the claims bus- the he went school. to? The, he did go. He yeah. went. No, he went. He just didn't necessarily went, have to do went, any work. 
Yeah, that's he went in the same way that George W. Bush went to Yale. Oh my God! <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? they did go. Who said the secret? <laughs> he, he said the secret society he was in is so secret he can't talk to you about it. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Anyway, this dude, his opening uh, segment in his plea to putting his sign on the letter and then putting out like a message to the internet just saying I signed this blah blah blah. He put out. He made this little video. And it's him giving a lecture on the ethics of AI. And then part of the way through the video, some stuff starts to happen with his voice. And then the face dissolves and it goes to the real video of him talking about it. And he basically says, that was a deep fake of me giving a lecture that I've never written before in, you know, talking about it in whatever, you know, he was basically saying it took me $11 in about eight minutes. I just did some voice sampling, mm-hmm. created a deep fake, and then I gave ChatGPT uh, a, a topic that I wanted to talk about with my background, and that was the video that just came out. We're not ready to go forward. That was way too easy. Yeah, and it's you know it's just guys. This ele- it's the, it's the, re- the, the reason it's not going to happen is because you know at least one political party is going to be weaponizing it in 2024. <laughs> They're figuring out right now how to fuck. Right. Okay, can I get my gripe so we can yeah. get on with this? We're not yeah, a political I mean, tech. Fuck. I mean, yeah, we're fine because they tend to log in on what they think talk is their about, burner account. Talk about. <laughs> It's not. Talk about fucking another fucking vegetable that you can't stand, Jeff. Really, really take us to the stars here. Hit it, John. <laughs> I drink. Go, Jeff. Guys, how how do pubes get to the top of the urinal? Okay, well, okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> You're banned. You're banned. We're moving. Okay. All right. Finish. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Gushing. <laughs> well, that's how they get there. Gushing? Uh. No, but I mean, it's okay. Maybe there's a really tall person, but I just I feel they're definitely pubes, and they're they're on top of it. But the worst part. This is the worst part. Is that when you have a job where you go in once a week, and it this. Whoa! What was that? The hum. I wonder if that's gonna get cycled out. Anyway, that was I'll keep a motorbike. Going. That was a motorbike. Okay, so. They clean the bathrooms because I know that they replace the the soap. You know they clean it. They clearly clean the bathroom, but they just ignore the top of the urinal. So these pubes are here indefinitely. But and they really seem placed. It seems like somebody. What are they placed... getting grayer? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand when it comes to the bathroom. Why do we ignore? Like you, we, you just you got you can't have the beard hair, right? But in a public bathroom, how do they get up there? And somebody's got to take one for the team and just sh- sh- swipe it off. Because the clean crew is not going to do it. Is, is, somebody, is somebody like reverse kangering the urinal? I, I, you tell me. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Jeff, did you step up and clean off stranger nah. pubes? No, 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 no. Yeah, of course not, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's touching that shit. There's still a wrapper right yeah. outside my door that I'm like, when is someone going to clean this up? I mean, if you won't do it for free, why would someone do it for $7 an hour? Because they Shout changed the to- soap. <laughs> Shout out to Phoebe Buffay's uh, hit single at Central Park, Little Black Curly Hair. Recommend uh, giving that a listen. They're not little. They're, they're pretty long. Anyway, let's um let's get into our episode here about Dungeons and Maybe Dragons. Maybe they're ethnic men's beard hair. It's possible. They sneezed uh, or something. The image that I have is very clearly <laughs> in my, my head. Listen. What is the image in your head? How are you imagining <laughs> that they get there? Let's move on to our episode, Dungeons and Dragons. Honor... Among thieves, and if you're just Rit- joining us, I recommend going back about three minutes because that was that was epic. We finally made it. <laughs> Timestamp: fifteen minutes. Okay, this is written and directed by the John oh and jo- by the Johns, John and Jonathan. Is it, do they go sure. by John and Jonathan? 
John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, and you may know them from Game Night as well. It seems to be the credit they John get Francis Daly as well bosses. played. Uh, he played Sweets in Bones. For John a Francis fair Daly is, was also he was and also in Waiting. Roast, he fam- famously yeah, they left Bones, Bones to uh, to direct Vacation, which bombed badly. Vacation, ah, oh, still shit. got paid. Yeah, yeah. So they know how to make. I watched it. It's not that bad. They know how to make big budget comedies. They do, which is here we are in Dungeons and Dragons. Apparently, this was uh, John Francis Daly's idea, but you get a story credit from Chris McKay, Michael Gilio. Gilio. Anyway, this is Paramount Studios, co-produced by Chris Pine. And if you were wondering about the tone, for anybody who uh, you know was wondering about the tone, uh, I listened to a podcast with Jeremy Latcham, who is a producer on this film, who worked on some MCU films, including Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man. Spider-Man Homecoming and The Avengers. So they hired the right person to help them segue into their own world building efforts here. The cast is huge. You got Letty, another big movie year for Michelle Rodriguez. (laughs) You got Chris Pine, Letty. Reggie John Page, who maybe is just trying to keep his um, skills sharp for that Bond conversation, you know, trying to keep his stunts performing up. He's in here. We have Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, Hugh Grant. In that opening trailer, which we definitely didn't need because we've been going to movies for a year and a half where they thanked us for coming. We know you're thankful. We know. Ooh, yeah. We don't that need was it. so awkward. That was. We, we <laughs> tell so everyone weird. was like, is it over yet? Chris they Pine. They were all like... Chris Pine is like, I produced this movie, so I technically hired whoever's telling me to do this. So I'm going to pretend to be excited about it. And then you get to Hugh Grant. You get to Hugh Grant, and he was like, let's just get on with this fucking movie, people. Yeah. yeah. I said I was going to retire. That's what we're all thinking. Um, And then Daisy had Chloe Coleman, a couple shout outs there, too. So Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, the initial reviews before we this came to theaters was pretty damn positive. The review, the Rotten Tomatoes was in the 80s. I think it still is. What did you two think? Let me read the IMDb description and then I'll pass it along. Oh, fuck. I hit the wrong button. Hold on. <laughs> um, here we go. A charming young thief. Jeez. <laughs> Such a big sniff. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> I'm reading this description. The word like, young? I just have charming thief in my IMDb player. Because I saw the Yankee game today and it's hard not to drink during a, a Yankee game. Um, so you're feeling a little slurry. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> for pre-gaming the show. <laughs> to all of my underage voice students that are listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry. A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic <laughs> quest to retrieve a lost relic. But things go dangerously awry when they run That's appropriate. afoul of the wrong people. Okay, there's, take there's a couple of uh, us in there. I don't know. I leaned into them. What do you think? What do you feel? Who wants to go first? <sighs> John, I, here's what I think about. If we did Tetris this week, <laughs> which is on Apple TV Plus, this is my thought while I was watching this with a friend. If we did Tetris this week, you would have quit this podcast and we would have never seen you again. <laughs> Did you watch it? <laughs> yes. Is it that bad? Uh, well, you'll, oh, you'll boy, hear what guys. I think at the end of this segment. I just have a feeling if you're watching this and you're like, we have to talk about this? I think you would have just said, yeah. guys, I'm, I need a break. I want a break. A yeah. sabbatical. What'd you guys think of this goddamn movie? I'll start. I'll start. Um, I did not really want to go see this movie or give this franchise my money. Um, I don't care about D and D. I really like and appreciate uh, 
the nature of the game, though I never really got into playing it when I was younger. And it yielded some really amazing tangential storytelling and shows like Stranger Things and stuff. Um, and I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so I'm not like anti-fantasy, like the genre by any means. Um, this was actually really funny, though. It's it's they 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 did such a good job with the humor that all of the other stuff that I don't give a shit about was fine to watch and get my way through because there were some genuinely funny moments. Chris Pine is channeling Jason Bateman so fucking hard in this movie, dude. And he's really, really good at it. So, like, I have no problem with anybody's performances. I don't... Even what I was saying, like, I don't really care about this subject matter. I still don't care, but it doesn't get in the way of itself. The plot moves fine. You know, you, you get to where you need to go very efficiently but also with humor like at every chance they get they have some some good quips there's some good physical humor good visual humor there's some pretty good action scenes so if you're into dnd i think you're gonna fucking eat this shit up unless you're like a loyalist and maybe something i don't know about why you wouldn't like a representation of a a power or a magic or a character i don't know anything about that so maybe you might hate that i think the average moviegoer doesn't need to go see this movie but if you want some spectacle and escapism it's it's good entertainment and it was funny Dave, I am a D and D player of old. Uh, nice. I nice. have six sets of dice. Um, like not in this country. I left wow. them at home. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, I love you. Then I got into the computer games. I like I've walked the streets in Neverwinter. I saved Baldur's Gate. All the all the things they mention in this. Um, you say Baldur's nice. Gate. So, yeah. so a lot of it was actually, I am going to be asking you questions yeah, and when you can clarify e- everything some things that are in the game. The and- monsters and places, um, I would say 99% of those were legit and spot on. Nice. Um, That's fun. Yeah, so that, that. that was that was great for the, any, like anyone who played D&D and doesn't appreciate how good this film was is gatekeeping. They need to settle down. Is that happening on Twitter? Uh, not some not as far as I've seen. Like, so, far it's been so far it's been overwhelmingly <laughs> positive because like it's it's fun. I feel like the trailer does it a bit of a disservice because it looks like a joke-ridden romp like uh, Guardians, but it's they pull back a little and there's, like there's uh, not all of it is jokes. Like there's some storyline and some I, subtlety in there as well. Um, there is, but I felt like the trailer was a pretty good representation of the tone oh, of this movie. I just, yeah, I, I, I was, I was waiting for a few more jokes, and instead I got story, and I didn't mind that at all, to be mm. honest. Okay. Um, okay. But it is action, swords and sorcery, touch of humor, almost no gore and swearing. So this is a great film to take your kids to. It felt like a good family yeah. movie for sure, and it's it's fun. Yeah. Like and yeah. people have been saying on Twitter all weekend. It's like I took this took my kids to this and like my wife is now playing Neverwinter Nights. My, my kid is trying to have a D and D date with someone. <laughs> That's and, fun. That's yeah. Fair. So it's, it's getting people into it and it, it's a fun I, imaginative game. Um, and the movie really does it justice. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. That's really great. Yeah. I did see some children, you know, with some parents and just some kids, some lone kids. No, I saw some kids with their parents in my theater and they, they seem to be having a real blast. Yep. A lot of smiles. I heard the kids laughing and I did think to myself at one point, like, you know, if I didn't have a podcast, I, I probably wouldn't have seen this. I definitely would have brought my kid to see this movie. Yeah. I think we would have had a it's, good time together watching I mean, it. it's, you know, it's magic. There's no superpowers. It's not like there's wizards and shit like that. It's just straight yeah. up, like, the kid doesn't have to learn, you know, 15 years of lore to get it. Right. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's simple. It's effective. They did it well. They had. It looks like they had fun with it, too. 
Like it looks like it, sure. it's yeah, not yeah. a frame where they don't look like they're having a fucking not blast. According to that pre that pre that promo thing did <laughs> okay, not the, the promo, like they actually the had promo, fun. No one was having fun. <laughs> but the film itself, it did look like they were enjoying themselves. I'm pretty sure yeah, at least one just... person was high as hell in the background of that. But yeah. Press junkets are strange. Um yeah, that was weird. I, yeah, I think the most pretentious thing you could say about this movie is that it was successful. Like at the very least, it was a definitely a successful movie. And I, I as for the few Dungeons and Dragons fans I know, they all seem to be really liking this movie. You know, along mm. with you now, Dave too. Um, Who I mean, are I, they? Let's out them. No, I love, um, <laughs> dude. It's, we're not Get out of your D and D closet right now. Yeah, don't ever go. talk we're about it. Mid- right we're not in the middle of Satanic Panic anymore. D and D is cool now. There are televised games of this shit. Like, Stranger I've, Things I've was at its best when they were just Stranger playing. Things, dude. When they were just playing Dungeons and Dragons. Look, I worked with an actor back in Australia who now is part of a, a podcast series called Dice Paper Roll, and they play live on the episode. But now they also do dude. live games at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Is that the really popular one? Because I've heard there is a podcast where they do it live, and it's like enormously popular. Um, and entertaining. Dice Paper Roll seems to be catching on a lot. Um, <laughs> Oh, Jesus what's the name? Christ! Uh, yeah, oh wow. my God! <laughs> this is in my segment of this fucking podcast, <laughs> and it's not me. Dave, speaking of Melbourne, you guys really fucked up the Australian Grand Prix yesterday. It was very exciting, but you used three stops. They just stopped the race three times. Fucking Australia! Oh my what? God! What was there? A croc on the Weather? track or something? Yeah, what was it? It was crikey. Look at, look at the scales on that fucker. Look at that. Crikey, somebody get a knife. <laughs> was there a crock on the track? Get a knife. Somebody tickle his belly. This is a multi-billion dollar sport. A crock on the track. <laughs> on the Snatcher! I don't know anything. Okay, let's. Okay, oh, what am I talking? God, that's shut so up! Good. Shut so up! Funny. Shut up! Oh, that's so funny, dude. Stop being Australian. <laughs> Look, this movie was great. The lead of the movie is one of the most attractive Ooh. people of all time, who was really funny. But he wasn't just in here cracking jokes because Chris Pine was husband to a murdered wife. Father to a kidnapped child, and he will have his vengeance. <laughs> yes, in this life or the or next. The next. Yeah, dude. I, just, I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, it tips its cap to all. All I, I can't help but just be minimal, minimalist of brain, minimalist of mind, and be like, that looks like King's Landing. That looks like uh, the land sure, of men. Yeah. Um, we had yeah. uh, all of that we, shit they got from D and D. I was about to say, yeah, George R. probably, probably right. played D&D, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I was playing this in the 80s. You're probably right. And I mean, you existed also, before when did it I did. pop out? When did it start? I think D&D. I think wrote it in the 70s. 60s? So 70s? right around the 70s. 70s. Yeah. You had Bradley Baggins in there. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, Dude. apparently hung. <laughs> apparently. Dude. Yeah. No, Jeff, you're, I mean, these all, keep going, keep going. We'll, I, we'll talk about that for sure, though. I liked this movie i i had a feeling that i was gonna like the 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 the, what i was hearing and was the whispers in my ear were gonna be very few people are going willingly they're going because they need things to do or you know or they're going with you know they don't know they they don't know what this is going to be and everybody it's either exceeding expectations or it's just like a pleasant surprise of some kind it's not it's not life-changing you know, this is probably closer to like Raiders than all the things we're saying where it's like, oh my God, this works as a standalone, but it could be. Because honestly, at the end of this movie, we're not, we'll get into it later, but I thought they were going to pull a 
a to be continued. They could have done that, you know what I mean? But it's like they were like, let's make a good movie. I, I thought it, I thought it was fun. It was a very strange, interesting group. Oh, yeah, you'll see that party again. It was an interesting group of characters, but they weren't <laughs> yeah, so they weren't so crazy from one another that I needed to have twenty backstories. You know, if all the yeah. characters, so that so a lot of the extreme mm-hmm. characters, quote unquote, are you know they're on the outside so i'm sure like if you want more if you, you can learn more about them but it seemed very simple we, we didn't need to know much about it. we had, we learned about them as they went along i thought they i thought they unfolded it really well a couple little backstory moments but they did it in such a fun way it was almost princess bride and how they like did their backstories and I, I just think the movie was successful it's a great rewatch i think and i think we're happy to have it in the world even if um this is was a surprise that we were going to be covering it on this year podcast <laughs> You think so you're, you're gonna rewatch I, this movie? I mean, I don't rewatch I am. things like this, but I might. I mean, I would if, if I was with another person. I would. I wouldn't watch it by myself. I'm gonna show everyone this movie. That yeah, I can. if you're with like, if you're with other people, yeah. for sure. Also, like if if there are people that have played games or like played the original like uh, dice and paper version, like they were so loyal to the material, like the monsters were accurate to the game. Pretty much, and some um, things are funny. I love a fat dragon. It's it's funny. Oh, okay, you know? that yeah, that was that was funny. And <laughs> pudgy I think dragon. Were, well, Pudgy's yeah, a funny word. I mean, they've shown they've shown him in the trailer, so it's okay to talk about that because the red dragon is something you do not want to meet in a fucking cave. That thing will kill you. Real, real. I'm assuming hard. I don't and, want to meet any dragon ever, but I think yeah, dragons yeah. in caves, I think, is also on my list of things I don't want to run into. And also, I love that when they showed the black dragon, they they because they have different breaths in the game, and of course, the black dragon was spewing the the like acid it gel it was, it was acid, acid it's, oh, yeah okay. it's acid um yeah there's like uh, all different ones one of them has lightning breath um yeah but the the red dragon definitely like whenever it roared you saw the little sparks it, remi- is it rock hard dude, it, <laughs> not only that it reminded me of my <laughs> gas stove at home because like a dish broke and water got on it so it was like i had to light it with a match for like fucking forever but uh yeah so the, you it can was... see your cards what do you what do you mean <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> just went off on a tangent it's fine um yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm definitely showing this to everyone i can this this was a great work all right let's open it up to it successful let's get into our spoiler section We're the spoilers? so we can just open up the conversation a bit all right spoilers Go see the movie spoilers 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 here there be spoilers ah uh, <laughs> someone's been to the youtube that's right. I'm yeah, trying really, to get us some spins. Yeah. I really did uh I really did think he was Chris Pine has always been like super charming and you know so I wasn't shocked at all, but there were some this was the first time that I really felt like Bateman is in is inside <laughs> him in this did you, performance. Yeah. Did you listen to the Smartless episode with Jordan Peele? Not yet. No. It's actually it's almost a bummer because Jordan Peele is one of the funniest people on the planet, and he's but he's a very serious person. He's a very thoughtful person, and the the hosts, you could see them. It took them a while before they started fucking with him a little bit because at first they just wanted to like praise him, and it was like not that funny. But he yeah. t- he talked about Bateman. He was like somebody I forget who it was. He was like people have been doing you, man, and that was you. People are making money off of you, and I it makes me mad every time I <laughs> so, like Jordan like Jordan Peele was like that's the Bateman. Everybody's doing the Bateman, and even even he gives him like that eighties nineties TV cred as like creating comedy. This whole snarky even Iron Man is you know you could argue is is probably what you're saying, John. Like that idea. That really smart, snarky, mm. dry, sarcastic, but also honest delivery is so Bateman. Sorry, we're, why are we praising the yeah. guy? He's not even in this fucking movie. Sorry, Joe. I mean, no, he was I in Dodgeball, so, just, you know. Just, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, You're not wrong, Cotton. 
<laughs> I did like <laughs> half a day, half a day of filming on yeah, that. Right? So good. Um, I did like that they, thank you, you know, Chuck just Norris. as an example of the kind of like quippy writing that we're talking about in this movie, that it knows what it is. When uh, Sophia Lillis, is that her name? Uh, that's right. Plays, mm-hmm. Young Beverly plays, from It. Yeah, Young yes. Beverly. That's how, I, that's how I know her. And Sharp Gretzel. Objects, great actor. Um, Wait, when uh, she was like, yes, Sharp Objects. When they were trying to kind of recruit her and she was like, what do you do? Like, you know, just things like that where they're like kind of making him this charming, witty, Captain Kirky kind of character. Like, and what what do you do? Your your skill set isn't like super obvious. Are you just the handsome white guy in the in the lead role of this movie? Or <laughs> yeah. And I like that yeah. they lead into those things and they call him the planner and stuff. I like, I like that her quips know. weren't quips. They were like questions that we're all asking almost. Yeah. It's like. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I should be asking that question. They so, actually gave, I liked that they gave a lot of sincerity to all the supporting roles. Yeah. And he was the only one that was sarcastic. That's how that these is, things this, should work. I mean, again, yeah. not to call Bateman out again, but that's his entire career. He's kind of the straight man surrounded by clowns yeah. and a lot of his, his, his funniest stuff. And I think they stuck, they stuck to that formula for this and it, and it worked. Even Rodriguez, who... I don't know if she's a inherently a funny person. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people are just funny or mm-hmm. not. And it doesn't really matter what lines you put in their mouths and what behavior you give them. Obviously believable as a fighting badass warrior. I love this the role. Lines this role she had she I don't think anyone else could have done that as well. She was like yeah. she was like the surface pressure person from Encanto to our younger yeah. listeners out there. Oh my. Nice. Mm. Uh, Under the surface. Yeah, I, I thought she was I thought she was uh like even her lines that didn't always make me laugh, but I was like, thank God though, they're letting her just play it seriously. And yeah. then she's not supposed to be in on any of these jokes. Um, but you could tell she was having fun. Yeah. You knew she was having fun. She was like, yeah, yeah I'll, think, I'll just- I think they were having fun. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. like, so. yeah, I'll just eat this potato and chill out here and wait to kill some dudes. Let's go. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That reminded me of the teacup scene in Riddick, Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> With Vin, her boy. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, um, no, there's, there's three of them. Chronicles of Riddick is good. The third one, he funded himself. Enough said. <laughs> it's all about Riddick. Uh, yeah. I love the way that the they... movies. You know, what they, you know what they did well in this movie? And it's hard to explain why, but I, I just, I feel like you're, I feel like our capable hands to do when they, okay, in like, let's just say this, in Tetris, they did not pull this specific thing off really well. But when you need to... Um, in a movie more than a TV show, when you need to recruit people, it can eat up a lot of time because you should give them their time to contemplate this ridiculous no, thing you're asking. You gotta have a montage. Yeah, well, and mon- <laughs> montage is one way of speeding that up because you yeah. understand that in one conversation, you can't just convince someone to risk your life for you. You're a stranger. They don't even know who you are. They should sleep on it. If, if they were sane, they would sleep. If they had a business manager, they would sleep on it. But Sophia Lillis, the way that she had, she turned outside and she was like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this because Treebeard's forest is being torn down. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but even, yeah. When yeah. oh, he wakes up all the trees. Oh, and all the trees just show up just like that. All these dead trees are like, yes? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> This is why I want to watch this movie. You can drink, you Jesus. can smoke during Tree- it, and just Tree- have some fun. it's getting some again. 
but but for some reason i don't know I, it's hard to explain why fucks. it's hard to explain well he certainly has fucked a lot that's for sure can you not his drop seed that one has been, his seed has been sprayed all over the fucking oh, dark God. forest um i think okay. in this case no, we're all going down for those i mean this this movie forest. we got a new forest that what's it called then whatever that forest is called oh yeah what was that forest dave what yeah, fuck everybody. What's okay. The name of that Not forest, her her land that was being. Uh, I don't know. Ah, right. such yeah. amateurs. Um, anyway, <laughs> long story short, is they pulled that up because here's the thing: the story matters. The I mean, only reason that it's, it's near enough to never win it and not take a day to travel but no <laughs> the only reason that the action sequences they're all motivated you know we're, I'm, I'm getting some action fatigue i feel like every single week we see action movies you know there's some kind of action we saw scream a couple weeks ago get action different kind john wick action everything even megan is action all the movies we've seen missing is action fucking action in every movie we're, we're not watching any kramer versus kramers this year so far and all of it is motivated and, and the story matters and they're able to do it quickly and concisely in a way that like, I feel like only Disney animation can pull off that speed in which they get all this shit accomplished. <laughs> so kudos to them. Fuck yeah. yeah. This, this was a tight two hours and 14 minutes. I, I was, I thought it was perfect for like length and pacing. Um, dude, I, I, must, yeah. I have to point out like when they finally get to the, like the, the maze at the end, fucking displacer beasts finally like displayed on stay on film like in all their glory those fucking if things are awesome so. yeah <laughs> is this <laughs> is this a game reference it is and they did it they did it, well those the things with the the tails that were projecting themselves like the somewhere else oh yeah that's yeah, cool. they're, yeah they're displacer beasts so they're not where you really think cool. they are um, I'm, su- I'm surprised somebody didn't say hey by the way that's they're doing this projection tactic be wary of it I feel like they did it without saying yeah. it, which is that's that's what the medium is supposed to do. You know what? Touche, Dave. Touche. I didn't we're, see any. De- I didn't see any demi gorgons, but otherwise, I feel like yeah. yeah if they if, they, if they gone, oh my god, a displacer beast. That, that that's no. That would have been heavy handed. And shit. Touche. Also, I enjoyed. Uh... <laughs> also, the like, dude, using the gelatinous cube for cover. Like that. That is what made me want to see this film because that was in the trailer when they dive into the gelatinous cube. And I, I know what happens when you dive into one of those things. So I was like, what the fuck? Like they dove into one. And yeah, they played that really, really well. How smart. early do you think the game creators came up with the gelatinous cube? They were stoned <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is that shit? That and uh, well, also, it's funny. like basically like <laughs> most people picture a dungeon as like a square hallway. So you want something to just come down the hallway and fill the hallway and come at you and attack you. That way you can't get around it. What are you gonna do? The like, yeah, the gelatinous um, cube. I think there was Some also. A, die in that I think there was a horror cube. movie in the '60s, wasn't there, called The Eye? And it was this eye going in a uh, fucking hallway. Uh, that good. sounds horrible. Hey, it's have you probably, ever pulled? Yeah, probably based on that. Have you ever pulled a cat? Have you ever pulled a cat out of a fish? Um, I think you know what's really good world building in here, guys. The prison system here is so much. So oh much God. more fleshed out than Shazam. Shazam had one no, jail that wait. they just put all of the people in, aka two of them, and then we they can't, easily We can't together. talk about prison till Jonathan gets here. Till Jonathan gets here? <laughs> jo- Jonathan. Were they Jonathan. saying Jonathan? It's Jonathan. Jonathan. Jar- yeah. Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Um, that was funny. That yeah. was funny. Also, that I've I've seen a behind the scenes clip. That was a full animatronic suit, like wings and all. Oh, cool! I obviously not when they go out the window, but um, like the the suit itself, yeah. Like they use so much robotics in this 
for creatures that could have been CG and they just weren't. I hope that was all one day of shooting both those scenes and that person (laughs) just gets tackled. That's all they do. Yeah. (laughs) And the rest of the the court is not happy with him. (laughs) That was really funny because I still don't know if they actually knew Jonathan or, you know what I mean? I have no idea if they, that was really well done. I enjoyed the sequence that followed uh, Sophia Lewis's character as she like was, you know, so being she got spotted she got made by the oh, witch yeah. just the bug you know changing and running out the camera just stayed with her the whole time that was fun it was a good sequence can we also it, talk about uh, the witch daisy Ham yeah. really yeah. fucking understood her assignment yeah it's yeah. like you just be a looming evil stay very still in the background somehow still draw attention as that thing in the room that's making you uneasy but you don't know why you're uneasy and then when it comes was- when it comes but like she's always in the background like being a presence but when it came time for her to be fucking evil she was fucking evil like there was no gradation there it was like that's an evil bitch i don't know who is what's this person's name daisy head she's actually uh you remember uh anthony head from uh buffy giles giles i knew it i was like yeah it's his his daughter daughter. yeah get the fuck out of here yes it's giles and she's like only done genre she's done underworld a midsummer's nightmare wrong turn the sandman shadow and bone exit eve like i feel like she only does she's got a thing in my, in my opinion she is, nailed uh, this role i mean yeah i don't know who is representing her but <laughs> i thought that was fucking crazy that her end credit was shared with his wife who is literally in like two flashbacks oh i didn't see that, that? No. Her, her animated credit and the animated in credits before they actually go to the to the crawl. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is the only one that is shared. They share it together with the wife and the witch. I was like, what the fuck? The witch was a real character. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I get it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is really? that's something you negotiate. I'm pretty positive. If, it, yeah, if your agent female, doesn't negotiate a single title, I think it was Daisy Head. I just thought it was weird because everybody else had their own titles. Yeah, and she was clearly like a living, breathing character that. That came up multiple Very times in their the reality movie, yeah. and big <laughs> yeah. climax. I don't know. I thought that was strange. Not that the wife didn't character actor didn't do mm. a good job, but but again, yeah, on. you're right. It's that's, that's an comparable. agent thing because that's that's negotiated. That's all you, negotiated. Yeah. yeah, that is all. I mean, all the stuff. Yeah. Anyway, this was Reggie Page. Page did a good job. I was worried about him after Gray Man, but this was a good. Um, he recovered well, dude. He he was the perfect. Like his presence in the movie was absolutely perfect. He wasn't there the whole time. When he turned up, it was just amazing. Like, I feel like I don't, I don't say this very often, but was, I feel like he was just yeah, better than he was better than everyone else, and he just knew it. The character, the character, because I, yeah. I feel like I almost feel like I think about my young actor, the acting star. I don't I teach him voice, but I, I feel like it's a good to know your assignment in such a way that it's so easy to put on a show. When you do yeah. that kind of role, he still seemed very human, but at the same time, yeah. he also seemed like he understood he came from a game. Well, that's that's the thing. It's it's like he's a paladin. Paladins are fucking insufferable. They they but, just are. Oh. But, but he did it in a way without. Being, he, he was for, closer. For anyone for anyone who's taking armage with that who plays the game, I'm usually chaotic good. Just for the reference. <laughs> but he, what is a character in Emperor's wow. Group like like Kronk, where you're like this like high person that has like all this power and clout, but you're actually a buffoon? Anyway, it's like. He, I know he's not a buffoon. He's actually really smart, but he also mm. wants to be a little. He wants to be funny. It's hard to be funny when you're arrogant. It really is. You know what I mean? So I just. Well, and I think I think one antidote they had to that as a maybe as a dilemma when they were trying to write the character 
was by allowing Chris Pine's character to to point out over and over again just how annoying his righteousness yes. was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. away scene. He's like, he's walking away. Look yeah. at him. He just walks Except in a straight for, line. Oh, you're pretty much better coming. at everything else. <laughs> everything else. You're pretty much better at everything. <laughs> the walking of the line thing was really except for, except for uh Except for talking. Yeah, it's really well, it's really not fun to talk to you. So, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, this is this is wait, this is interesting. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a connection here. So we talked about how Chris Pine is doing the Bateman thing, which is great because he's the straight man, but he's also snarky, commenting on everybody else. Hmm. I feel like in these kinds of movies, and I don't just mean to like put this down as in like in, in, inferior IP, but in in fantasy and hmm. sci-fi and adventure and quest and all these kinds of genres. Sometimes you can run the trap of having the person be straight and then having the sidekick comment yes. negatively on the lead and what that can do is it can basically call out their own writing and it can be like oh that was a bad choice oh i guess we have to go in the dark alley for plot reasons but for no reason other than that oh that's a stupid <laughs> choice and we are aware of that and but when you do it for reggie jean page's character who is a supporting character even though you could argue he was like the lead of that chapter because of his mm. significance to that task you could get away with it you could do it but if the whole movie was Reggie Jean Page in that lead role with that point of view, the whole movie would have crumbled. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes. He he had no place in that yeah. final fight. Because I was I was expecting him to come back. I was expecting yeah. him to pull, yeah, I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna pull a Harrison Ford in, in Star Wars. I thought he was gonna come back at the end. Hey kid, well, you know, good you know, shooting. My clunker apparently is not getting blown up by all these fast, short range planes. Yeah. You know uh who I was expecting to come back in that final scene when uh he was running away with the big fucking cup that he'd salvaged and he fell off the, the hill and like you Grant's laying on the ground. I was yeah. expecting the dead guy from the coffin to turn up then. Oh, that could have been fun. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun little sequence with all the dead guys. And that was in the trailer <laughs> too, but they, they, but they, they didn't yeah, give away the joke. It was still the, fun. Yeah. They did not give away the joke at all. Cause they <laughs> like, were like, we, we had a second joke, which is wrong guy. <laughs> that yeah. was a really funny there were so show. many good ones in that it was, it was just like we're gonna and be just here for enough, hours and just enough of them like digging out every single one individually one by one to understand the stakes <laughs> of that yeah I would have liked to have seen the sun come up by the end of it like they've been there all night yeah it did but seem yeah. like they were getting it all done very comfortably in the in the dead of night I mean, even though it, that would have taken I mean, fucking essentially it was it was plot yeah. advancement through a series of gags i mean if i guess if it had drawn out it would have been it would have lost its effect Edgar, yeah i felt like that was a very edgar yeah. kind of sequence um yeah another thought i had was that they were kind of like because i'm just going to assume these personalities aren't super clear in the game you know they're just characters and that's part of the fun of you getting to kind of play them yeah um they, I feel like at some point they decided, like, whatever Chris Pine's character's name is, they were like, "What if Han Solo?" <laughs> I don't remember a single name in this movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't. This, it doesn't fucking matter. What if Han Solo was in this world and he was our our protagonist? Mm. Like, it really did. I felt like there was because they gave him such a <clears throat> such an obvious like archetype in terms of like comedy. I feel like everything that kind of got built around him kind of lived comfortably in that space of what I was saying earlier that like, I don't even think Chris Pine is expect like the, the, the character that Chris Pine is playing is expecting you to care very much about them. Like there, there's a lovely, there was something that I found successful that he almost projected mm. an insignificance to their, to their lives and their journey mm. by just kind of the, the attitude he had about what they were doing. 
there wasn't this giant quest of good and evil from the beginning to the end. No, you know he, it was well, kind of got wrapped thing. up he, into things, and he'd, his conscience got the better every, of him. But like he'd lost everything. He'd lost his direction. It wasn't until the end when he found his direction again, as well. So like they, I feel then, like they wrote and feel, played that really well. Yeah, and then it didn't feel too serious at the end. Yeah. Which, I love that. I love that. You know, it's it, like we've accomplished everything we want to accomplish, but there's there's something bad about to happen. He's like, "Well, shit," <laughs> and around we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then having to give yeah. the money back. I forgot that they had to give the money back. Yeah, that worked out. That worked out really well. He and then we got to promise. see. And then we got to see the the world's most destructive thumb wrestle of all time in the middle of the town. <laughs> Dude, I don't that sell that funny. short. That that final battle, as short as it was, Let's was go. epic in the spells that were getting thrown around. Like it, it was, oh, wow. that was, that was a D and D wet dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because and, I was, and when, when they finally take it down Dave and just the, yeah, when they finally take it down and the owlbear is just like fucking laying into her. It's like, that was I was laughing out loud for yeah. that. Cause I got a little worried when you had this world's, the whole world is at stake, right? This, the stakes were so high and then it becomes a little one-on-one battle in the street. I got a little worried that we were diminishing the circumstances for the sake of our characters in that good and evil fight. Yeah. And I, I do feel like they pulled it off. So um, you have the Spice King from Game of Thrones in this. I love seeing a Game of Thrones cameo. Anytime there's some British, oh, this is acting now. I love seeing that. It's usually Charles Dance. Do you know what his character's name was in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix? Who are you talking about? The Spice King. The guy who was the adjudicator. He was, um, he was like the main person in the prison granting the pardons. He was the Shawshank Redemption guy. You don't remember from season two of Game of Thrones? The the, no, sec- he... the second wealthiest man in Karth? I don't remember him, dude. You have seen name is that entire dickest. series more than anyone I know, dude. <laughs> I'm single. Um, so I think... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. His name Available! Is... <laughs> yes, I'm open for suggestions. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. He played yeah, Bob. Was he, he played Bob. <laughs> And you know what? In this movie, they might as well have called him Robert. Like, who the fuck knows what Fucking his name like was? Fucking like 120,000 pounds of theater education. Yep. <laughs> what so are they, you? They, I was Bob and Harry Potter some, movie. There were some famous people in this that just played character, like uh, creatures. What is Bra- Tell me how Bradley Cooper ended up in this movie. Can somebody A to Z that? He's probably friends with Chris Pine. Yeah, I think he probably just was really, it a, it was a favor. Thing? It felt like a favor. It yeah. felt like, this is to show you like the world of this movie. For Licorice Pizza... PTA yeah. reached out to to him and it was like, do you want to do this fun role? That was his version of doing a favor in that movie. This was definitely like a favor mm. moment for this movie. Or you got to ask somebody to be like, look, two days of movie, you can do whatever you want. What do you think? One day, dude. Yeah. I bet they shot that in a day. Well, yeah. they had to do some for the perspective thing. So uh, maybe two. And a costume fitting. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, yeah, they, maybe the, they're yeah. like, dude, the Le- actual production. Dude, yeah. you've been filming Lenny for six years or whatever that Leonard Bernstein documentary is. Maestro. You've been filming Maestro for six years. Just have fun for two days, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. What did he say? I liked my that little quip. ho-ho? I liked- my, my sweet old ho-ho. I think that's what he called this way. <laughs> I liked the joke that they were small. Yeah. Yeah. But consistently as well, though, that, I- that those people appeared throughout the world constantly as well. It wasn't just him. I wonder so if they it tell, was a race. I wonder if they tell people like him too. Like, just so you know, we all know Alec Guinness from Star Wars. So, like, you need to be in the next generation's big movies, even if you're a bit cameo. Like, you got to be in them if you want to be remembered in the future, because it's very possible that in sixty years nobody's talking about Maestro. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, maybe, I mean, did maybe you just compare Bradley Cooper to Alec Guinness? 
And did you just say that this is going Academy to be Award one of the nominations. movies of the next <laughs> no, generation? <laughs> no, I'm saying the, the conversation. He's probably out to dinner one night and somebody's like, dude, just get involved in these movies that could actually be around for a while. American <laughs> Sniper, we're not watching in 60 years. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I haven't watched it at all. Mm, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, was, I just want to back up for a second, just as a huge fucking cinephile and member of this industry. It's interesting that this is a comedy more than anything else to me. That they're dealing with just in a, and it is reminiscent. Like I, I'm not taking anything away from it. It is reminiscent of the really successful earlier Marvel films that seem to wrap up a lot of, a lot of very very familiar IP authentically with a really palatable sense of humor. Mm. So I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the success of it. But there is that is kind of interesting you made that comment cuz as entertaining and as 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 good as this was for for people who are wanting to see this kind of movie, I don't think that this kind of movie will necessarily garner the kind of weight that a uh, that something with a little bit more sincerity does have. So I'm curious to watch. Hmm. I think that like we've said it a million times, like obviously the early Star Wars movies don't have that kind of sense of humor outside of characters like Han Solo, but the earlier Marvel films are, are so much better because there is enough sincerity in certain climactic moments for each character and the way that the world is being built along the way in the earlier, like five to six years of that franchise um this by so shamelessly not really trying to put that flag on the ground and i think they really are just trying to entertain us and have some fun i'm curious to see if the sequels which direction do you think they'll go in i'm curious if they'll be even funnier and a little bit more on its face with a broad comedy or if they'll try to create some like grounded sincerity as they you know they're going to yeah. make two or three oh, or yeah. four or five of these well i mean the thing the thing that i mean yeah, I, I feel like maybe they'll up the stakes a little uh, to make to heighten the drama, but I feel like the quips will still be there when they when they come at you with a second yeah, one. Sure, what I'm sure. interested in um, is because they have a history of doing this. Was did they role play this first? Like, did they actually Good question. Good create question. this adventure and have people play it through and take the ideas from what they did? Um, because like, there's a whole series of uh, Dungeons and Dragons books uh, called the Dragonlance series. And the first, I think, six books were famously played through as a role-playing game before they wrote them. And someone was like furiously taking notes and they wrote the books based on what the characters, like the actual players decided to do while they were playing the game. That's really cool. And I'm, I'm wondering, was it, you know, I really want to find out, was it done like that or did they write this? and this way and because it it, it kind of had the same feel it was like it was a little off the the wall it was like they were very distinct characters almost like they were different people which means it was well written um but yeah i'm just wondering i mean jeremy latcham who's this producer that i'd mentioned at the top of the show said that john um francis daly aka your boy from mm -hmm. waiting and all these and and all the other shows you said bones bones um had the story idea ahead of time. I don't know if it was spec. I don't know how long it was, if it was script, if it was just plot. I don't know. But he said he had it ahead of time. But yeah. it doesn't mean... Hasbro was like, go on. It doesn't mean that this very successful <laughs> now writer, director, didn't just call up his friends a couple times to be like, let's get really high and play out this idea. And if it turns into a movie, I'll thank you and give you yeah. a little side hustle on it. You know? So I don't know. 
Do yeah. you do we know what else we didn't shout out? We didn't shout out that the cinematographer of this movie is a man named Barry Peterson, who did such movies as Game Night and Jumper, but also 21 Jump Street, which single-handedly uh, got Kanye West to like the Jews again, according <laughs> to his most recent posts. Wow. That's quite have, have you guys quite... have you have you seen this post? Dude, no. oh God, why is he it still have Twitter? It made headlines, and I'm only saying this out loud because this is a known thing. It's I'm not sorry, just me. Not. It's not just me making jokes about yeah, his religions. No, this is a known thing where he said, I watched 21 Jump Street and I laughed a lot. I think I like the Jews again. Don't judge a whole group of people <laughs> off of one people. And this motherfucker was involved in that movie. So you never know what God, you're going to be remembered dude. for. Can you never know what you're going to be remembered yourself. for. No Isn't buzz that in that. DPs, <laughs> isn't it interesting that certain DPs get kind of roped into... So, you know, a brand and a working with a group of people constantly. Which is funny because a lot of the DPs... I guess they're just getting hired again, but like, you know, mostly those big, bigger action comedies. Well, if you look at at this, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, We're the Millers, Lego Movie. So that's Miller and Lord. But then 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Vacation. You know, Mm -hmm. who do you think's hiring him? The same people that did this movie. So it's like, because we we talk about this all the time where we see cinematographers and they're they're working across genre all the time. More than any other, more than actors. I've, the scene yeah. where she falls through the portal, and the portal for me was hilarious. Um, but the scene where she falls through the portal into the the trailer, I've seen a how to of how they did that, That's and fun. yeah, he really upped his game for this movie. The way they did it in the same frame was really yeah. fun. That was that was really fun. Yeah, nice. and then the mirror falling, and they even see they even do things like cheesy things like, look, if you were caught spying on a vault, they're not going to use. Th- that vault it, like it's not going to be the same way and so you sit there as the audience member or maybe it was just me sitting there going oh no that was would, a plot thing they... nothing was ever going in that vault he was stealing it all no well we know that now yeah. but i mean at the <laughs> yeah. time it was like why did they even try and then of course play you know plan a never works out so we have plan b and plan c which is plan a all of this stuff was subtle commentary on these normal things i don't know these these people really thought this thing through it was, it was do you, really do you think up. do you think you grant's exceptionally campy performance made daisy head's red wizard more ominous and terrifying to be honest i don't think it was campy i found him a little campy occasionally i didn't mind it but yeah i thought he was always connected to seraphina is that the the wizard's name so i felt hmm. like he was only as campy as he could get away with which grounded I, I, him. Yeah, I feel like he was meant to be an annoyance to her. Like she tolerated him and it was so hard to tolerate him. He tested her for sure. Yeah. But I always felt like he was still connected. I never felt like he was off the rails. What do you think, John? Yeah, it was fine, man. I don't know. What do you want me to say? It was funny. It was funny. John's ready to talk about it next saying, week. You're saying even he, even he was like, guys, I didn't try. I don't know. Like, near Hamid, I don't give a fuck. He's saying, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Honestly, what do you fucking want from me? Come on. <laughs> yeah, what do you want from me? I think they I think they all did a really good job. In, in their, you said it best. Everybody seemed to know their assignment, and nobody let anybody down. Yeah. I think everybody showed up and did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, Are we talking I, I don't Justice think every... Smith? We haven't mentioned Justice Smith. You know, tough role, did a good job. The bumbling, not as good of a you know magician as wish as he was. But yeah, actually, no, I thought that Smith. was. I, yeah, I thought he was endearing. That was yeah. good casting. Yeah. That was that was I good. He, I thought he was really sweet. And Hugh Grant is fucking just brilliant and, he, and funny. He, and he got at least two I great moments too. Yeah. Like the Justice Smith got at least two great moments where a couple it was yeah. like, yeah, you that you, confused ha- me a little you bit, literally Dave. have no Why faith the... in yourself. 
Yeah. Why did the, just a story question. I wasn't actually frustrated. I was just a little curious. Why did he take the helmet off? If it kind yeah, of why did he put the helmet back prevent on? the magic, um, it, doesn't it prevent magic from working around you or something like that? It prevents. Yeah. It's meant to dispel everything in the vicinity. So like only runes or yeah. cast spells. Yeah. So could he not it have just kept it, it on? It, it might have been helpful in the fight at the end, yes, if he still Especially had it. since he was, that was like his so breakthrough, that's, that's the thing. wasn't it? Like, he had to take it off and leave it somewhere because otherwise that entire end fight couldn't have worked. So yeah, he had but, to lose I that mean, helmet. I, I know that, yeah, yeah I understand we, we like the that. reverse engineering <laughs> yeah. of it, but yeah, it was, there was a little bit of me that was like, I just thought he would wear that forever and that was going to be I kind of part of his identity. People, yeah. <laughs> most people in the audience were sitting there going, they're losing this fight. He should put the helmet back on. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, he doesn't and have I think it anymore. He, yeah. I bet that was a tall order for him as an actor. It'd be like, why didn't I keep the helmet? Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of movie, folks. I'm, I'm wondering, did we, go miss that the only, scenes did we miss that it only works once? Because some of this shit has charges. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't maybe know. They but said this is the kind of moment where the directors probably just said, don't overthink it. You yeah. don't have the helmet anymore. I mean, just play the scene. The other thing, because we, it doesn't make sense. Like I said, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, you know what I mean. It might have only had. This. It might have only had one charge, and he blew that charge. <laughs> sure, he did. He fucking yeah. blew it all over the city. Is that yeah. the, the resurrection stone? Sorry, that's another Harry Potter. Um, the whatever that thing was called. The uh-huh. apparently the, the philosopher's stone. No, <laughs> the sorcerer's stone. The tablet of revival. The, the yes, tablet stone. The, the tablet, tablet of revival. Fuck everybody. The helmet <laughs> of Shut dis. dis- <laughs> yeah, sure. It's not just the noun of. Adjective. That's not how this works. Um, Mother of dragons. Is it a? Is it? A, yeah. That, and you know what? The guy in this movie says that a couple of times. You guys don't remember that. Anyway. No. The second no. wealthiest man in cars, who actually is the first, the most wealthy. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Um. Is that a known thing in the game that you can only use it once? Because I sort of assumed that, but well, then at no, the end, as it was some, coming, I was the like, the thing oh. is, in in the game, magic items have charges. Once you expend the charges, they're useless. But where is this? irreplaceable helmet that was the first half of our movie was trying to find where did they leave it that's a very yeah. is he supposed to protect it with his life or something I'll, I'll, like, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you when I watch it the second time what like happened where? there that, that might have been just Honestly. a quick let's just lose it like yeah because yeah, they got to find it again because yeah. that's like a but big deal but where did they lose it lost, I, don't, right? I don't remember where they lost it I don't I don't know either he just didn't have it the next time anyway yeah. This is the kind of thing where, like, well, uh, no, I'm gonna, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna criticize got, this movie, they all, they all and I'm gonna compliment it at that point because he went into the vault and it was empty. They all got captured. It got taken off him. But he didn't have it by then. How did they not show that I don't, to I don't, us? I don't know what was happening. How did they not show us that scene where they took the helmet and hit it? <laughs> Why don't we? But have... this is the this is the uh, this is the beauty of a movie like this. It was all those other elements were so there that a plot hole. The, all those elements succeeding in being there combined with a movie like this really just doesn't matter. Who That's cares true. that this, that this plot hole exists? Yeah. Like that epic battle. We helmet. had a good time, yeah. whatever. And if it was a Marvel movie, it would have been an after credit scene. And I'm really happy that there wasn't one. And if there was, I didn't watch it. So there was one. There was one. There was mid credits. Yeah. What? I stayed for a while. What was the mid credit? At the, the, the end of the mid credits, it, it cut back guy? to the guy that they hadn't, is anybody going to ask me another question and now? They went, and they went, they went, I had to pee really bad, joke. by the way. It was a joke end credit scene. So like, Fine. But they went full on, like, face on him in the camera. It's like, is anyone going to ask me a question? I, I had to pee, have left I had to pee two really of them. bad, yeah. I think they should have left two of them alive, and then they're, like, arguing about who's going to ask the question or something, <laughs> and then one of them accidentally asks it, and they're like, oh, shit, and then the other guy does. The thing is, it has to be but the yeah, person who casts the spell. Like... <laughs> 
Oh, all right. But it wasn't. He never asked them the questions. Chris Pine did. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Again, Dang. who cares? <laughs> right? No, right? <laughs> like in the best way possible, they succeeded so much that I don't really, you know, I don't think maybe most I made of the that fans... rule up. I don't know. No, no, that's fine. All right. Well, we're gonna see a lot more of these movies, whether we want to you or know, not. These Dungeons and Dragons movies are happening, and you know what? They've Hasbro been, they've is probably about to make a lot of their other games into movies since this one was so successful. They've improved so you can a millionfold on, on the first one that was made in two thousand. So they're probably trying to, yeah, they're probably trying to like get past it. This is for all of us. Also, this was a Paramount production. We should say. That's for all also, of us for loving this movie. This is a also, Paramount production. Paramount has their own um, network I, now, so this could I, also yeah. be a TV can I, show. I'm can I sure also point gonna... out uh, as well, oh, Jesus, any yeah, movie that messes with the opening logos, I love. The opening logos was interesting. The yeah. opening logos was wait, interesting. Wait, 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 wait. I do want to point out that... There are three intros, by the way, but it's okay. That <laughs> weird intro with the dragon against the screen. Yeah. Did you guys get that? Yeah. What? What the fuck was that for? What? Mm. What? What dragon against the There screen? was a moment after their promo introduction, the, the weird cast promo, uh-huh. that happened. And then it went to what looked like it was an image of what was supposed to be the movie theater screen with nothing projected on it, with a little D&D logo on the bottom right. And then you saw like the dragon as though it was moving against the screen from behind it, like pushing against it. And then it like roared and then it blew fire through it. And then the movie started. Okay, I, I have no idea what you're talking you know, about. I didn't know. I was pretending. Maybe it's just in the IMAX, but it was another waste of yeah, time. No, Promo did, was a waste of time, and that was a waste that. of time. Yeah. Just start the movie. We didn't have that. I don't know why they're doing that. I didn't see that either. I forget I said it, that I saw it because I didn't. That's fucking weird. What were you talking about? Nothing. I was just supporting you as a friend. Oh, that's great. Thanks, man. <laughs> Buzzing for it. Well, also, I, I'd already just played. to make it crystal fucking clear, if you have a kid or a family, probably go see this. If you it's, like serious yeah. movies, you do not need to go see see this movie. Yeah, this if, is, if, if you're looking for, for if you're looking for drama and shit, no, this is not the movie for you. If you're on vacation yeah, with people funny. and you can't figure funny. out what to do, just fucking put this movie on. I bet you people yeah. would laugh. They'll be like, oh, why are we watching this movie? And then, oh, why are they that this? Oh, their... why are they that? And then That's they would watch said. the whole movie. <laughs> Jeff, you're quoting from their pitch to Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be that movie that when you're <laughs> like, nah, it was, it was. They're they going to say, they, just put this movie on. People can go to the bathroom. They can go smoke weed on the roof and come back and not miss enough. They just they pick it right up where they left off. Oh, speaking of having. The guy from Bridgerton's in here. Speaking of having. Friend, a movie with friends over. Have you seen Tommy Wiseau has another film coming out? Get out of here. Uh, it's called like wow. Big Shark or something. Big Shark. I hope it's they're called gonna, Big they're Shark. Gonna let him, do you think they're going to really just let him go free with a long leash? There's a trailer. Or like, There's a, look, the trailer's already out. Look it up. Look, Chef's Cook, you know? What's really going to be brilliant it's is terrible. the movie that they're making about the making of this movie. Yes, right. That will yeah. be great. Oh, yeah. you, shut, you both shut up. Oh, come on. <laughs> Guys, right. those, that's how it means that it's time You're for our... You're tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> yeah, he's, he's this and maybe a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Guys, it's time to head into our final segment of the night, What You've Been Watching, where we tell you what we have been so watching. was so fun. Jeff forgot what this segment was called. Our recommendations. <laughs> I felt like there was something else I was going to say, but uh, I think that's it. I mentioned, um, never mind. Uh, so let's get into our final segment, what you've been watching. Dave, we'd like to start with you. What have you been watching? Well, I'm still going through Picard. 
Um, and how's your Marvel rewatch going? We should ask. Uh, you, I'm up like. to Avengers because uh, it's been a bit slow this week. I was I was busy. How many movies is that from Iron Man one to Avengers? I think it's four. And the order. Hey, wait, wait. Did you say you're watching it just chronologically four? or yeah. sequentially? In the, the way it came out uh, or the chronological? I think it's the, that new list they well, they released. It's kind of chronological, except Captain America is like after Thor. But there's two Iron. That's the way it was released, right? Yeah, it might be release order. It's, Iron Man I'm one, watching, Iron sorry, Man I'm watching, two. I'm watching it in uh, phase Captain order. America, yeah, I'm watching Thor. it in phase order. Not which is the way they released yeah. it. So it's five then. Okay. Okay. So it's five. Two Iron Man and Captain America, Thor. And they're ignoring uh, the Hulk. Two Iron Man and Thor, count. Captain America. And then... But, Thor, but, Captain but, America. Who cares? Yeah. Then, then Avengers is, is five. And then okay. Avengers is after that, yeah. And the Hulk didn't count, nice. but it was in, it would have been six. Yeah. I didn't watch the Hulk. I'm always angry. Nice, dude. How'd you like that revolving hero shot? Did it really stick it for you? Yeah, they? it still does. That thing gets used all the time. Yeah. yeah, they really, they're very proud of that one. Yeah. In the I Avengers? Yeah. Did Joss Whedon direct the first Avengers? Yes. Yeah. First and second. By himself. Yeah. First and second. Yeah. But not not well. the Avengers with Ray Fiennes and, um, is it Elizabeth? Um, oh, God. Harley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> how's, how's Picard, Dave? <laughs> Picard is still good. It's, oh my God, it holds up so much. Yeah. It's, it's probably the best track they've released. Uh, except for Strange New Worlds, which is also Dave, awesome. Paramount Plus, are you sponsoring this episode? Because you should be. Yeah, like, I feel like we are. Talk to us, Paramount really Plus. Give, give us yeah. a login. Give like, us a login. I will. I will sing your praises. John, what you been watching? I watched. I finished Drive to Survive this uh, this recent season. I guess that's season five. Isn't it fucking weird? Speaking of, did that you hear that? Yeah, that was on cue. It was the best time drive <laughs> by good. ever. That sounded that sounded like uh, their opening little. Isn't it weird that they cut out the the I Max the versus Checo thing? Because he's in L.A. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, at the end of did at the end of twenty twenty two, Checo was was running for second in the whole tor- the whole standings behind Charles Leclerc, and they were essentially tied. And Max wouldn't let his teammate pass to get those points, even though he already had the drivers' championship locked up. And there was this showed of who he really was, and then they cut it out of the Netflix special. This is John. This is the weird. juice. <laughs> Max is, is Max is supposed to be an anti-hero, and the Netflix show made him seem an actual hero, which doesn't make any sense because people hate. I think they're, I think they're trying to shift it because he's he is so clearly going to be the number one for the next several mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I think that they are trying to get on board and be a little bit more cushy cushy with uh, Red Bull. I'm also not. I don't follow the actual seasons as in depth. Yeah, but, I like to just wait for the show. Gunther I, lives like a four, half a mile from where you grew up. I own four D twelve, so I have no idea what they're talking about. Man, Dave, it's funny to watch it. Um, so edit, Dave, that, Dave, the then, editing is so good. The ed, just watch it for the the audio editing and the video editing alone. It is brilliant. Shout out to I don't know this guy personally, but we've had him on the show before. One of the assistant editors on Mandalorian, Chris Hurt, who's been on the show a couple of times. What does His he think of this buddy. season of Mandalorian? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Keep oh, going. Come on, dude. He's proud of it. Come on, come yeah, on. He's it, proud of it. It looks great. Yeah, come on. He uh, one of his buddies who he's known for a long time. Got his first big, big editing break. He he edited five season five of uh, Formula One, nice. and he's kind of he's with them now. Drive to Survive and fucking cool. Anyway, right. uh, I did that, and then I watched um, Emergency NYC, the eight part docu series on Netflix that is about EMTs, ER, not just ER, 
doctors, trauma surgeons, all the way up to neurosurgery and different kinds of surgery, kidney transplant. It's just in general. Are you sure it's you're not really watching The Purge? Mm, oh, Y'all, this, yeah. this was meaningful. I had tears in my eyes like a lot of the time. A really, really deep cut coverage of the medical system in a few different hospitals in New York City post-pandemic dealing with all the issues you think they're going to be talking about. Uh, it was really emotional, mm -hmm. really good. Some good character pieces of the doctors and nurses and EMTs they study. And then I also watched, and I definitely want to recommend this because I did not watch this a couple of years ago when it was nominated, I think during the pandemic for best uh, documentary. It's on Hulu right now. It's made by Bianca Stitcher, who is Steve McQueen's wife and producing partner. But, you know, she's her own filmmaker, of course, as well. Three minutes, a lengthening about that three minutes of home video footage from somebody's grandfather who was just is a Jewish descendant who their grandfather went to the Polish village that their wife was from and took th three minutes of footage before most of that village, you know, town like a you know, couple of years later was just destroyed. And it's this really interesting meditation on how to break down film to try to use it as like a detective piece to find out anything and everything you can about the subjects, the people, the town, and how much history is lost, what they were able to find out, any survivors, just with three minutes. Hmm. And the way that they loop and create all these editing effects, you kind of just feel like you, you're living there for a little bit. It was really beautiful, really touching, not just a sad watch. There's, there's a good catharsis there. And it was just a fun little meditation on all of our lost movies yeah i don't know about anybody else but do you have a lot of home videos that you haven't digitized yet this is I have an open project consider. going on the machine right next to me so yeah of that kind of shit yeah. yeah so it was really beautiful it's on hulu i recommend watching it it's only like an hour and six minutes too it's a quick one hmm. donkey <clears> fans <throat> pay attention that's yeah. that's fucking awesome um we're talking about air next week um how badly john do you want to watch like a like a fucking artistically stimulating movie the week after. Oh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love to. We should give I you I do feel choice. like kind of an asshole, you guys. We we missed out on the Sundance Jury winning movie is out right now in theaters about a mother who like kidnaps her kid from the like the foster care system and it won like the jury prize and that's just kind of a sign of the times to me. Oh, the Sundance I mean, winning that's... movie is in theaters right now and nobody's really talking about it. It's probably good. I haven't seen it What's yet. What's it but... called? Because I, I did look recently because a friend of mine was yeah. like, what do we want to see? And we ended up watching fucking Tetris. But I was like, well, this is at Lincoln Square. It is but at, called... At my local theater, it's Screen. It's... A Thousand and One. I don't think... Did you guys see a little listing for it? I don't remember no. seeing that at, at Lincoln Square. Anyway... Because we were looking, yeah, and like it was like, it was serious, Scream, yeah. Shazam, this, Avatar is still out. And it's like, I mean... Summer's going to get even oh, worse. There's, yeah. Jeff, you know what? I also wanted to mention this for sure. I think, Dave, I think you would you would appreciate it, too. I got to Q&A and watch this movie called Spinning Gold, which is coming out. I've heard now. of this. I think it, yeah. I think it, yeah. I think it came out on Thursday or Friday. And I got to speak with the director. And um, this was really fun, you guys. It's a... Uh, it is like almost like a musical or a musicalized because there are so many famous artists and songs from the 70s and disco era that Neil Bogart and Casablanca Records, Donna Summer, George mm. Clinton, uh, Bill Withers, like yep. these famous fucking people. And it literally just walks you through this guy's career and kind of a him telling you his story kind of way. It's made by his son, Tim Bogart. Uh, very nostalgic. Um 
But if you want to watch that kind of movie, like it, it was kind of fun. I would recommend people if you want to go visit the 70s and just listen to that kind of music. That'd be a bunch fun. of fun reenactments of current music artists playing those people. It was pretty cool. Just but, so um, everyone knows, yes, I was alive in the 70s. I experienced it for real. Um, but yeah, I'd love to go back there. Do you have a disco memory, Dave, as like a small child when you were like dancing to There's nothing negative to about that. disco? Yeah, Dave. I don't think uh, yes, so I, I definitely have uh, memories of dancing to disco. I love it. How was your dancing? <laughs> anyway. I should say 1001 and Spinning I mean, Gold as seven. well as 1001, Spinning Gold and A Good Person are all at Lincoln Square. So, John, we, we lied to you. That movie is playing near us. They're both playing near us. Yeah, I figured it was, yeah. Um, and the... Uh, the the what, discovering Richard the, what was that one the last one you said I, I don't know <laughs> um, a, a good a good a good person I feel like a, a good person the one I feel like a, what am I in uh, the drama yeah, yeah. I feel right? like I'm in Monty Python and the Holy Grail what's your favorite color uh, blue I mean red um, I mean, oh, oh, oh. it's yellow <laughs> thank, thank you to everybody still, still listening and or watching but that has been our episode Jeff of- what did what did you watch? Did you tell us? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I didn't tell you. Fuck he told us that. one thing, but then it just went off on tangents. I interrupted uh, you. You know what? Fuck buzz it. Me, buzz me again. My, my, I have like a little bit of beer left. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You uh, asked me twice. Just a touch. I watched Tetris. It's not good, but if you want to watch it, just fucking watch it. Who gives a shit? It's like they, they try to throw all these other genres. Did you know? Did you know Tetris ended the Cold War? I didn't. You know, it's like. <laughs> they, they try to throw all these genres on you also by the way Jesus. Fuck, fuck the new tetris because i tried playing it today and it was like you don't have a good signal you can't play and i was like just let those motherfucking tetra like four block things fall from the goddamn sky i don't understand why i, I need a fucking network yeah. connection to play this goddamn game it's the simplest game they used to play this on graphics that right now wouldn't even like wouldn't even like pinch a butt hair out of my exist you know what i mean like why is it that something that was just available for a couple of seconds we're going to put it in tetris ago. graphics mode <laughs> please do something 40 years ago and now like now they wouldn't even power a light bulb it's so weak and now they're like no you have to be a connected to the server fuck new tetris yeah um, what else did you watch <laughs> Um, I'm, all right, that's it, fam, film fans. Uh, I'm catching, I'm catching up on um, Succession season three, which oh, I, I've always. Oh, been, you're catching up. I have not started the. F- I haven't started for yet either. I know you haven't because I've been fucking up your your system on your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course you have. But <laughs> I know where I am though. I always, I have said I've been harder on Succession in the past. Everybody else is like, do you watch Succession? It's so good. And I was like, it's mostly a bunch of people in a room talking about who's going to succeed. So I don't think it's as great as everybody thinks it is. But this season is starting to get a little bit better. I, the the Kendall, three. yeah, season three, three. Yeah, yeah. it's starting to pick up for me. But for the most part, it really is. That's why they need to go hunting or on a boat because it's like all they do is talk in a room. It's not like they like have action. You know, it's not like consequences matter. It's just them talking about shit. So they need to go somewhere fancy to talk about it. Oh, you're on drugs? Let's go to your rehab and then talk about it. I don't love Succession the way everybody else does it. I don't mind saying it out loud. However, season three is hooking me because we have some conflict. And I I think that they're doing it well. So kudos to season three of Succession. Anyway. I think you'll appreciate the ending of three. I am. I I appreciate the ending of two and the ending of one. But getting up there with nine hours of people talking in a room. We got to wrap this up. We're starting to get longer than a Matt and Mark episode. (laughs) So. <laughs> Matt Mark, the lovers of cinema, our, our publicists, the lovers, our publicists. Of cinema. the lovers of cinema. 
Guys, we're talking about Air next week. I'm going to be on the Matt and Mark movie show next week now that we're shitting on them, talking about Mario. And we're also all going to be on Life is a Song, where we talk about Reefer Madness, the movie musical. It's a whole podcast about movie musicals, so we're going to be debaucherous. And on Easter, we are going to leave our families to talk about Reefer Madness, the movie musical. Our families knew what this was. And somehow I'm going to have to see three movies next week. Jesus. Fucking can't wait. All right, people. Thank you so much. And you can watch Reef of Madness right now, dude. <laughs> Tell your friends to like, subscribe, and follow. If you're still listening or watching, you're the best. Bye, film fans. Bye.